0: Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And today we have to talk about COVID tech because COVID tech is expanding police surveillance worldwide. Now this is coming from the Associated Press. I'm cribbing heavily from them, but this is deeply concerning. And it's quite frankly, something that I've talked about before, but they put it really concisely and we've got some really solid and terrifying examples of essentially the reach that governments are now having, thanks to all of the apps and other things that we are putting on our phones. So first things first, again, coming from the AP, we're going to be talking about Israel because Israel's internal security agency known as the Shin Bet was caught using mass surveillance technology mobilized for coronavirus contact tracing about Israeli residents and citizens for uh, basically purposes entirely unrelated to COVID-19. Now, in the pandemic's early days, which was just after, the rails for everybody. Everybody was scrambling. Millions of people worldwide essentially believed their government officials when they said they needed a whole bunch of confidential data for new tech tools that could help stop the spread. If you remember here uh, in the United States, we had two weeks to flatten the curve and here we are two years later. So, you know, absolutely crazy now, or actually more than two years, right? No, it's been two. Yeah, it's more than two years. Anyway, In return, uh, governments basically just got an absolute ton of information on individuals, specifically private health details, photographs that captured facial, facial measurements, a.k.a. facial recognition capabilities, home addresses, and on and on. Now, if we are looking globally, Beijing... You know, Jerusalem, Hyderabad in India, uh, you know, Perth, Australia, and on and on. There basically have been found, according to the Associated Press, authorities using these technologies and data to do things like halt travel for activists and ordinary people, harass marginalized communities, and link people's health information to other surveillance and law enforcement tools. So, in other words, our personal health information, we were giving COVID apps for those people that were. I did not have a COVID app on my phone essentially was being data mined and used for other purposes by governments, whether they were local or federal, uh, to do God knows what, primarily surveillance and other things. Now, in some cases, this data was actually shared by spy agencies as well. Now, the issue has taken on fresh urgency basically almost three years into the pandemic, as China's ultra strict zero COVID policies recently ignited a really sharp public rebuke there of their authoritarian leadership. And that has obviously been a huge thing. It's like the biggest protest we've seen since Tiananmen Square in 1989. I remember watching that on the news, and this I also remember seeing on the news because it was recent, and oh my gosh, very similar things, but it's happening all over the country, not just in one place. Now, for more than a year, uh, journalists at the Associated Press were interviewing sources and looking over thousands of documents to trace how these technologies that were marketed to quote-unquote flatten the curve were put to other use. Just as the balance between privacy and national security shifted after September 11th, 2001, those terrorist attacks by Al-Qaeda, COVID-19, had uh, basically uh, given officials uh, justification to essentially embed tracking tools in society that that basically lasted longer than most of the lockdowns around the world. And essentially, at least here in the United States the Patriot Act in the wake of September 11th came onto place, which ramped up government surveillance, uh, you know, essentially under the guise of, you know, finding and and capturing, you know, terrorists before they can strike. Obviously, a very important thing that we find terrorists before they strike here or anywhere else in the world. But at the expense of, you know, essentially privacy and all of that, that has always been the debate. And so let's go through some of the uh, other uh, items that they have mentioned here. And primarily, uh, right now, we're going to be talking about China. We can also talk about Australia and India. But China's A very interesting thing of uh, basically look at a microcosm uh, of uh, essentially surveillance gone awry at at a very large level. They're the most populous country in the world, but here's what's going on in China, the major the major country for the record in the world to extrict to basically restrict COVID-19, meaning they have harsh lockdowns and all of that, and they're the last major country to do that. The citizens have been required to install cell phone apps to move freely in most of their cities. So basically, drawing from telecommunications data and PCR test results, these apps are producing an individual QR code that essentially go from green to yellow to red, depending on the person's health status. Green means you're good to go. Yellow means you have to prove you have a negative COVID test. Red means you quarantine in uh, that country. Now, last week, the government took it one step further, saying that it would shut down national level health code to ease travel between provinces. This is a direct result of the riots they've seen. However, though, however, cities and provinces have their own codes, which have been more dominant than the central government in Beijing. And in Beijing last week, restaurant offices, hotels, and gyms were still requiring local codes for entry, even though they said they were going to ease them. There's also evidence that the health codes have been used to stifle dissent in that country. As we know, China is a Authoritarian surveillance state. So that's obviously a huge thing. So, for example, in early September, a former wealth manager, his name is Yang, uh, Yang Jinhao, Jiahao, excuse me, bought a train ticket to Beijing where he planned to lodge various complaints with the central government. The night before, though, a woman that he described as a handler invited him to dinner. Now, in China, handlers are usually hired by state security as part of their quote-unquote stability maintenance operations and can require people to meet or travel when authorities worry that that person could cause trouble. So Yang uh, basically had dinner with this handler, and the next morning the Guangzhou Health Authorities reported a COVID-19 case less than a kilometer from where they had And so based on those regulations, Yang's code could have turned yellow, requiring him to take a COVID test to show that he had a negative result. But however, in this case, his app turned red even though tests show he did not have COVID. So Yang was ordered to quarantine essentially in place. And he said, and I quote, they can do whatever they want. And another show of how uh, these apps can control lives. This back in June, a group of bank customers were eff- effectively corralled by the health codes when they tried to go to Henan's uh, provincial capital of Shangzhou to protest being unable to access their online bank accounts. Now, one of the customers, Xu Jihao. Uh, Uploaded his itinerary to the Henan Province Health Code after he tested negative for COVID 19 in his coastal city of Tianjin. That's just south of Beijing. Now, as he got off the train, in uh, Shenzhou, Xu was asked to scan his QR code at the station and it immediately turned red. The train station employee then called security. They took him uh, essentially into custody. And then the police took him to a basement to quarantine. Another three people joined him and they all got to talking and realized they'd all gone to the uh, capital to get their money back from the bank and on and on and on. And we see this, you know, as a constant across the world. Now, it's not just COVID-19 technology. Apps uh, and, and the modern era of technology has given, essentially, governments the ability to surveil us in a way that no human ever has before. So if you're looking at this and thinking about the past history, our internet service providers know where we go unless we're attempting to mask it, and the vast majority of us are simply not. Apps are giving everything from GPS locations to personal information to an understanding of your likes, your favorites, all those kinds of things of what you like to do, your hobbies. Social media is data mining. You They often turn that information over to law enforcement, sometimes without a warrant. Thank you, Ring Doorbell. Uh, you know, not to mention even just simply credit cards. You go into uh, you know your local supermarket or whatever it is. You start using your credit card. Everything you buy is categorized, and now they know things about you. There was a famous case of a teenage girl buying stuff at Target and then started getting advertisements for like pregnancy stuff. Her pissed off father threw her in the car, took her to Target to complain only to find out that she actually was pregnant and she had not told her father, but she was buying stuff at Target that indicated to Target's AI that this is a pregnant woman and therefore should get advertisement for pregnancy stuff. And so these are the things that we are actually talking about here. And COVID-19 dropped a supercharger in that because as we are trying to save lives, government can take advantage of that and say, hey, we're all in this together. Please do all of these, you know, please install these apps and all of that. And, you know, some of us just want to live our lives. Some of us don't want to install those apps and we can take precautions. We can still use masks. We initially were supposed to mask up to not just like help us, but to help others. Now the the it's counterintuitive, not counterintuitive, but it's flipped to say the mask is to protect the individual and not to protect the population, you know, as we've been getting through COVID. And obviously we're now going through cold flu, COVID and RSV season. At the moment here in the United States, so this is a huge thing. So we're going to see where this goes, but understand that as you're using these apps, they have the ability to track you. And we've seen some cases here uh, in North America. And for example, I had to fly to Hawaii for a speaking gig in 2021. I had to install an app. I had to give the Hawaiian government a whole bunch of my information to be allowed on that island. Otherwise, I'd have to quarantine for something like 12 days. You know, and there's no way that you know my clients where I'm going to speak would pay for that, right? Not 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 that I would want to stick in a hotel room in Hawaii or anywhere else for that matter for 12 days, but but here we are. When I flew to Canada for a speaking gig this year... They, and they had just gotten, or they were about to get rid of it, but I still had to go to the like Canadian travel app and give them all of this information, including negative COVID tests and all of that, and show that I had been vaccinated. So, so this understand is, is happening absolutely everywhere and it's a big problem. And so hopefully, uh, you know, people will take notice of this. So as I talk about the TikToks of the world surveilling us, understand that, that nobody's off the hook and COVID 19 apps can be used uh, essentially against us. And, uh, it's very difficult to get trust in society and trust in government when they say, oh yes, we want this to help you, and then they use it for other things. So just be aware of that. I think it's a huge issue, but here we are. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.